Hello and welcome to another episode of I've Never Seen the OC. We are on season two, episode 21, The Return of the Nana. Just want to let you know before we go into the episode proper that there is a trigger warning attached to this. We discuss scenes of a, a sexual nature which are probably going to be very difficult for anyone who has issues around sexual assault and consent and it's just to let you know that if you're not comfortable with that, that's absolutely fine. Skip this episode, give it a mess and um, join us again in the future. I feel we've been waiting a long time for this. No, 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 no. I love her. I still love her. Return of the Nana. She is the underused character of this TV show, I would she say. Is. I like she brings out a good a good vibe from Sandy as well, which I like. But we'll get yes, into that. We'll definitely. get into that. Uh, very quickly, I'm Heather. I've never seen the OC. She's Kerry, she has. I'm Kerry. <laughs> I have. <laughs> cool, let's go. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Never Seen the OC. Last time on the OC, Ryan and Marissa finally kissed. Finally. Um, oh, Kirsten great. didn't kiss Carter, but, you know, was definitely thinking about it. Kerry loves the Nana. We know this from season one. Mm-hmm. That's important to say at the top of this episode. She loves her. Why did you love her so much? She's just a bit of you, right? I just love her. I just... I think she's the best character in the whole of the thing. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, I don't know if she's my favourite character, but I do like her very much. Um, okay. Where do we start? We start in the kitchen, as we always start. Yes. Uh, talking about bright eyes. Seth feels like the world has finally caught up with them. I knew I ignored this chat for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Nana calls. She gives Seth an earful. She calls him a smart ass. Tells him yeah. to cash the check. She's been peak Nana. This is like peak grand behaviour. Yes. Like she calls you by by your full name, your Sunday name, she or Saturday name if you're Jewish. She yeah, it's just my my grand sadly isn't with us anymore. But she was a bit of this. It was a bit like, Are you okay? Why haven't you done this yet? You don't visit me enough. I yeah. love you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and then there's this weird thing where like Kirsten comes in and he's like oh yeah my mum's here and then we almost get the vibe that like neither of them want to talk to each other but I don't remember anything like particularly bad happening last time no but there was definitely an air of like they're not each other's biggest fans Mm. I'm sure they did that in the last episode yeah anyway Sandy comes in and and averts a, a family awkward moment and he does the thing where he, he picks up the phone and he's like, Ma! And I was like, hey, Yay! Um, Kirsten calls them a family of screamers because they talk very loudly to one another. Um, <laughs> I feel like, um, I feel that is my family to Ali's, Ali's family. Okay. They're all very quiet and talk like this and are very, whereas me and my family are like, Hi, how are you? I feel like they're doing this like the Nana's the worst, she's mean, she's blah blah blah. And I feel like we're kind of ignoring the fact that she almost died of cancer like this whole year. Yeah. It was very a very strange return to the original 
perception of, of the Nana. Anyway, she's getting married and they are going to Miami to... Where the hero, Miami, Miami. Speak to her slash meet this man. It was weird because when I first watched this, I was like, oh, I don't remember her getting married. And it was kind of giving you the impression that she was about to get married. So I don't really, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a strange one. So yeah, like the top line is the Nana looks great and she's getting married. Yes. Seth is buzzing to hang out with the boys, uh, Abe, Stu and Stanley. Um, Do you know what I've written down here? Well, Seth is Kerry. What's to want to hang out with those bingo. Yes. No, I hate bingo. It's a well-known <laughs> fact of my family that I despise bingo. I hate it, I hate I it, hate bingo it. bingo would have been right up No, I hate bingo. I hate bingo almost as much as I hate bowling, as in 10-pin bowling. I enjoy bowling. bowling. I, I do not. I bowling. I do not. Anyway, Ryan claims that he can't go, and I have written, why? Have I forgotten... <laughs> Everything that happened in the last episode, because I don't really see a valid reason for why he couldn't go to Miami. I guess it's like that peak teenager thing, isn't it? When you're like, oh, I don't want to go on a family holiday. I want to stay with my friends. Mm. Anyway, Seth plans to screw Summer over again. He's going to go <laughs> speak to her and then immediately leave as his plan. Um, so once again, running away from his problems with Summer. Great. What a great it's guy. Dick. What? Like, see, this entire episode, I'm just like, Seth is a bad guy. Yeah. Why would you go out with him? Yes, he definitely, definitely is. And then we also get the line, I love my mother, but who else would? Which I was like, oh, that's pretty grim. Like, that's, that's a bit mean. Um, I it feel like the, the nana hate is very, very acute in this first section. Feels really unnecessary and un... What, not unprecedented, that's not what I mean. That word is just in my head, unprecedented. Uh, no, I mean, um, like, there's no facts behind them being like this, right? Yeah, it's just, ugh, I don't know. Anyway, Ryan then phones Trey, and I'm like, why? You don't need permission from Trey to go to Miami, and Trey certainly doesn't need, like, babysat in your absence. He's no. a 21-year-old man, like... Why this weird parental relationship between Ryan and Trey? I mean, I get kind of being like, oh, by the way, I'm going to Miami. But yeah, like, he yeah. doesn't need to check in on him. Totally. Although, I mean, he has just got out of jail. So maybe he does need to check in on him. Nah, Ryan's like 16. There is no there is no need. <laughs> also, Jess Slavers is there to say, like, thanks. Jess Slavers? Yeah. <laughs> Jess Slavers. If you miss... <laughs> If you missed it in last week, um, slavers, slabbers is a, is a kind of Scottish word for like drool, like slabbery. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's very onomatopoeic, isn't it? Like slabbery. Slavers. 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 So just slavers really uh, tickle, tickles us. Yeah. Uh, but she's there to say thanks again by uh, giving him gratification of a sexual nature. Summer as Rocky. Yes, I'm into this. This is a bit of me. Yeah, this was cute with a punch bag and the, the wee French braids. She looked nice. I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> one thing that Seth said, which I actually thought was very funny when he was like, anything from a million dollar baby. Mm. I really enjoy when they reference current, well, at the time, at current those, yeah. cultural things. It, it's, it's good. So he's there to say sorry. And she's like, that's fine because you can no longer make me upset and I was like yes I'm here for this energy from summer yeah. like this is all a bit of me I, could, I was here for it setting respectful boundaries yeah when people are being arseholes is completely acceptable and then she's the one who decides that they should have a time out 
And he's like, well, perfect, because I'm going to Miami anyway. And then, Bye. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, and when I get back? And she's like, yeah, we'll see. And I was yeah. like, oh, Summer, put, laying down the law, I'm here for it. But she says like a really weird thing when she's like, go and sow your wild oats. And I was like, if you're going in a timeout, like, it's it's very Ross and Rachel, isn't it? Mm. Like, timeout rules means you're not allowed to sleep with other people. That is the timeout rule, is like you're just having a timeout from your relationship, but you're not shagging other folk. But she has quite explicitly said, go and like, sow your wild oats. Yeah. Which I'm going to come back to later, because it means she can't be mad. Like, yeah, 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 that's true. That is a weird thing for her to say, actually. I didn't really think about that. I also just don't believe that any woman would ever say that. Uh, not even anyone, like anyone would be, like, you can't, like, someone that you are, presumably they are in love, because it's like teen romance or whatever, but like someone that you fancy, you don't want them to be going doing other things Shag with other people. folk, right? Nah, hmm. not okay. Hmm. Anyway, Marissa and Ryan make out. He tells her that he's going to Miami. She thinks that's cute. Very much getting a healthy vibe from them this time round. I was going to say, so we we have given Marissa and Ryan a, a hard time. Justifiably, we have given them a hard time. There's been questionable actions. There's been questionable acting. There's been a lot of questions in my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but this episode, I have been very Team Ryan and Marissa throughout this episode. I feel like they're in a really healthy place. They both seem very happy. They're communicating. They're talking to each other. I'm into it. Into mm. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, we're, it's no secret that we're not big Marissa fans or really Ryan fans. Can I just take this opportunity to say that uh, if you are a big Marissa or Ryan fan, that's cool for you. But please don't do the spoilers on the socials because it please. is very, very upsetting. Um, it makes me so sad. I, yeah, like everyone's entitled to their opinion. You can like them. That's fine. We don't. Yeah. It's cool. But that's the thing. That's the whole point in podcasts like this is like for us all to come together under our mutual appreciation for the show as a whole and have healthy conversation and dialect about, you know, the topics and themes and characters and acting in the show. Yeah. So Di dialogue, not dialect. Dialogue. Though, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm on my second coffee. I still need some warming up. Um. Anyway, I like her top here. I do not like the fact that she takes over the babysitting of Trey in Ryan's absence. Know, I kind of get where she's coming from because if if Ali's brother was fresh out of jail and was looking for a job, I would definitely be like, or I've like if he didn't have any pals, I would be like, oh yeah, I'll hang out with you. Like we can go for coffee. Like oh sure, let's go for a pint when we're allowed to have a pint. Like I, I get where she's coming from here. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I just think it's the way it fits with the rest of the whole parental vibe that I'm yeah, like, like mm, okay. if he was 15 I'd be a bit more like sure okay but the yeah. fact that he's like 21 and has his own apartment I'm like nah just leave him to yeah. it he'll be fine he's an adult exactly he's seen more worse things than either of you have seen he was in jail for like four years or whatever anyway I think it was actually one year yeah, just well, yeah, time is <laughs> a construct um, <laughs> right why is Kirsten not going to Miami because she's got work to do but okay but she's not, though, because it's the weekend. And then later on, she says, oh, because yeah. it's the weekend, I thought that we could blah, 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 Yeah. Maybe she just didn't want to go. And that's important. Maybe. If you don't want to go, don't go. But it seems weird for them to have this, like, family holiday. And her not to be there. But then for her to not yeah. go. Anyway, she's not going. The boys leave in a taxi. 
and she immediately calls the office and asks for mm-hmm. Carter. Is anyone surprised? Anyone mm. at all? Nope. Okay. Mm. Um, mm. Miami, Will Smith, mm. what a tune. Glad we keep coming back to it. I'd kind of forgotten about it. I'd kind of like blocked all memories of, you know, Why? Other countries. It's great. It's a great tune, but I think it's just because I'm quite sad about, you know, the fact we can't leave our areas again that like I try and not think about the rest of the world. Party in the city where the heat is on. All line on the beat of the break of dawn. What a tune. What a tune. Also an important fact, by the time this podcast comes out, the US presidential situation You be... better not have you better not have effed this up for all of us, America. On, just America. saying don't I be I well, I don't believe in you. I'm sorry. I don't I, I believe in a lot of you. But as a as a as a mass group, you've made some very questionable decisions in the past well, hundred years. Um but yeah, like I can't. But they're in, they're an itty bitty baby country. Like they are the teenagers of the country world. Like they're they think they know what they're doing. They they they'll look back and realize they didn't. Like they are the teenagers, and you know, questionable time. Everyone has questionable times in their political and country establishing history. Uh, I just wish they'd get out of this phase. To be honest, like well, I'd like I, the thing is, it. is it still a phase though? Because I saw this. Um, post on Instagram I think it was and it made a good point where it was like you know the thing is there's about to be another civil war in America and it's over the same thing that it was over last time and I'm like which is insane that is so annoying anyway but similar to when it was in the UK please vote please educate yourself in your vote please vote well vote for humanity vote for humans vote for people look after other people be good thank you that's our we'll get off our soapbox now also it's too little too late because by the time this comes know, out, everything's I'm already positive done. Positive energy into the universe, Kerry. Okay, I mean, even me. now, it's already done. So just, just, just FYI. Stop so it. just when we're talking about educate yourself, you know, like I just thought it was important to mention. But like, okay, so they go to Miami, fancy hotel. Seth's not happy because it's not his vibe. There's too many young people around. It also, we should have said coincides with uh, spring break this trip. Spring break. We spring thought break. spring break before, was before, didn't we? We thought spring break was when summer was meant to be going away with Zach to Italy. Yes. It turns out now is spring break. So oh, we've got a bit more of a calendar. I like it. Mm. Oh, like it was yeah. Esme that was going to make us our OC calendar. Oh, yeah, the timeline. Yeah, Christmas is coming, Esme. The Come ultimate on. timeline. <laughs> um, okay, Kirsten Carter, he reveals that he has had another job offer. Um, on the back of Newport Living, it saved his career. And on Monday, he will be moving to New York. He gives her a cuddle. It is, I would say, the single most awkward cuddle I've ever witnessed on television. I, all I have written down for this scene is awkward hug. <laughs> she does that <laughs> weird thing where she closes her eyes, right? But like she's doing it in that contemplative way as if like the next thing she's going to do is like take a massive sniff of his shoulder. Yeah. It's really weird. Do you remember in Charlie's Angels, the new films? No. The creepy guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a creepy guy with them um, with black hair who like sniffs people's hair and then cuts Played it off and runs away with it. by Crispin Glover. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So th- it really reminded me of that, that she was going to like sniff his hair and then cut a bit off and run away like ah! speaking about creepy things right obviously it's just been halloween i watched it and i'm not a scary film person but i watched it and i've realized that one of my fears in life um clowns. are 
No, not clowns. Things that move inordinately fast in like a jerky sort of way. You know, like, I'm going to do an impression, right? So it's not going to be good for a podcast. Excellent but you know, for radio. <laughs> when people move, like, monsters move like this, like... Oh, yeah. Like, really okay. fast. Twitchy. Like, twitchy, jerky, yeah. fast, and, and, like, like, unnaturally fast movement. Don't Ed. even, because I can't think. Oh, I'm by myself. God. Don't Let's sorry. not talk about it anymore. I'm scared, even though it's daytime. I was going to say, sorry, don't listen, Gary. I was going to say, you know how the girl from The Grudge, when she moves fast, like that, like that, that's what she's scared of. I've not um, seen also, that, so I forgot to post about ghost phone. I'll do it this week. Oh, I'll do it on Thursday phone. when this episode comes out. Kerry had a ghost phone incident over the weekend. But I managed to get video footage video of the ghost phone. So if you don't know about it, I'll post a story about it. Mm. This is coming out on Thursday. So I'll post it either Thursday or Friday. But um, okay. you're welcome. We've got evidence of ghost phone, finally. Um, um, Friday night in Miami with the boys. On the strip. This was a kind of nothing scene. It was just kind of, I guess, showing like the whole spring break. Do you not scenario. think visually it was really similarly to, similarly? Very similar to the Vegas. LA. Yeah. yeah, not the LA. Oh, the strip. It was yeah, called the, the strip. strip. Yeah. That was it. Um, yeah. I think because, you know, the bright lights, there are lots of people, that vibe. Yeah. Uh, Marissa's over at Trey's. Yes, she goes to babysit him. Um, yep. But they have this awkward conversation in the doorway where he's got like a sheet wrapped around him. He taps off, yeah. Yeah, which I'm just like, it's it literally takes about a minute to put a pair of joggies and a top on. Like, who answers their door with a sheet wrapped around them? Come on now. Come mm, on now. Depends. Like, depends on what your activities are. And also, like, who's at the door, right? Because, like, see if the posties come in or, like, the Amazon delivery guy, Amazon or baddies, but also, like, any sort of delivery guy. And you're, let's say, like... I don't know if anyone else does this. I do this thing where, like, I I like to air dry naturally after a shower or a bath. Um, and I think I'm not going to put a whole outfit on, even if but it's you put floor a dressing clothes. gown on. Yeah, I'd put, obviously put a dressing gown on. But a like, dressing gown is acceptable. A sheet is not. Mm, okay. I would even have accepted a towel. Bed sheets, okay. not okay. But anyway, she's like, let's go job hunting tomorrow. Cool, okay, great. And then Jess Slabbers is all like, you, Marissa Cooper. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> not uh, in, this, not lifetime. in this lifetime. Like, what a bitch. Like, yeah. it is that complete um, just Newport society. Know your place. Know who's better mm-hmm. than you. Know, mm-hmm. your, know your level. It's like, it's really similar when people are like, oh, you're pure punching. Or like, oh my God. It's like, that's you can't rank people like that it just it really yes. disturbs me when people see things like that especially when the your punching thing is based on nothing but physical appearance oh 100 percent. Like, like they could be beautiful but a complete arsehole yeah. like <laughs> it doesn't work like that but yeah that's basically what jess is saying because mm. um, she's a poo head Back to Miami, and we are finally with the olds. Seth has turned into an old Jewish man, mm-hmm. complete Abe, with thick Stan, accent. Stanley. Yeah. I love yeah. it when they're like, how's your nervous stomach? Yeah. The Nana appears looking fabulous. She looks phenomenal, yes. doesn't she? She's got yeah. like this fuchsia top on with these like 
teal beads around her neck and this fabulous sun hat. I mm-hmm. love a hat. I love a sun hat. Like my ultimate favourite hat ever is, you know, when Kate Winslet is going onto the boat on Titanic oh, and she's yeah. got that big like slanty hat. Love that. Top three like behind, like behind that would have to be, you know, Practical Magic. One of the ants has this big, massive, like floppy hat on all the time, and I'm obsessed. Like I need it in my life. I love a hat. What is happening? You've just listed your top three hats. I've actually got two in there, but yeah, my top. Mm. So three. your top three only has two hats. There's still yeah. a space available for the still. third hat. <laughs> I'm still hunting. Still hunting. Hat hunting, but yeah, she looks great. And I also was like, Sandy looks really good here as well. Sandy is a fox. A bit of sun. A bit of, you know, maybe. Relaxed. Relaxed, yeah. I thought it was weird that she immediately asked how the two of them were when she was like, how are you and Kirsten? As if she had some insider knowledge that things hadn't been going well. But then when Sandy's like, oh, to be honest with you, not, not well. Yeah. That then confirmed that she didn't have any insider knowledge. So it was very, it was a very, um, you know, when writers put in stuff into scripts and you're like, yeah, but that the, that person would never ask that. You're literally asking that because it's your knowledge of yeah, what's happened person, in the not show. The character's knowledge. I agree. Do yeah. you think it might be because a he's turned up without her and b kind of leaning on that, like you know, how, like that mum's no, mum's yeah, no maybe. energy. Maybe it's that. Maybe. Anyway, we find out more about Bobby. Yeah. He's 12 years younger than her. Yeah. And they're going to be moving to the beach house in, oh, the I want to say dollar Sacramento. Condo? Was it Sacramento? Oh, yeah. No. Anyway, she's got mm. a pure spenny house that her mm. and Bobby are going to go and live in. What, what, I mean, you've seen it before, but straight away I was like, nah. Mm. I hope you've got a good prenup, Nana. Mm. Was my thoughts. Um, just before we jump into... The, the next bit can we just take a moment to talk about Seth's sunglasses what the f- what what are these I don't I've got no idea they're they're like they block out it's like the blinkers side. for a horse yeah it was like yeah they're the ugliest thing I've ever seen the, I, I think these are actually worse than some of Marissa's tops from season one this but is the I worst wonder item. if they're meant to be bad if they're meant to be like special orthopedic Oh, for old people. Sort of old people's sunglasses. Maybe. Um, and that's the joke. I'm not sure. I don't know enough about not older it. people's sunglasses. Anyway, Summer is still boxing. She's been boxing for a long time. She's been boxing that whole time that they've been on that flight to Miami. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's weird. Well, our therapist said that boxing would help with her rage. And, you know, it does. But I would also recommend running and yoga. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're not into the boxing vibe, uh, but yeah, she punches Zach in the in the coupon right in the yes, face, right in the face. Um, <laughs> Pow! Right in the kisser <laughs> for a little family yeah. guy. Well, just there. You're welcome. He, uh, family guy, lols. No thanks. Pow! Right in the kisser. Um, he wants to hang out very much with an agenda. I would say. Ugh, right. Do you know? What? Let's just talk about it later because I just this is annoying. This was very much, I felt, like an agenda-driven, oh, do you want to come and hang out at my house? Oh, I don't really want to hang out with your family. Oh, that's fine, my family are all away at like an economics conference or something. Um, So, oh, there's going to be no one there. Mm, All right. Right, shuffleboard. Seth is dominating the shuffleboard. Absolutely smashing it. He's like 40 years younger than them all, 50 years (laughs) younger than them all. 
He is the most popular guy at the old folks' home, without a shadow of a doubt. He is the Beanock of the old folks' home, the big name on campus. Big time. Yep. Um, and then we get this haughty patotty blonde lady coming. Yes, Mary with Sue, her cute who is little, uh, southern accent, an actress who is in stuff. But I can't think what she's in. Like, she was very familiar. I saw her face and I was like, oh, yeah, this girl. Um, but can't actually think of anything that she's in. Mm. Cue a million DMs with really obvious references to massive blockbuster films that this girl has yeah, been in. Thanks, guys. We probably should have done our homework. But um, mm. it's actually just a real subtle ploy to get you all to DM us. So thanks. Thanks for falling into our our trap we are on twitter and instagram at never seen the oc so she wants a, a, a match she wants to play him at shuffleboard cut to the bait shop trey is being interviewed he comes out of the office he starts tomorrow he's going to be cleaning toilets so he's got seth's old job yes which is very well paid for cleaning toilets if memory serves and they're going to celebrate they're going to celebrate and this is the point where i was like why is there this weird storyline of everybody going to everyone else's empty so like marissa is going to trey's because there's no one around carter is going to kirsten's because there's no one around uh summer is going to zach's because there's no one around i was like yeah okay just at the start of that scene there was a real moment with marissa kind of looking about Obviously, because, you know, Alex used to work there. That you, That's where she hung out with Alex. Mm. And um, I just, it's so funny that even, obviously, Alex wasn't that long ago. But even, like, I don't know if you ever get this, but I definitely do when you go places where you've been with your, or like your ex's territory, I guess. And you go in and even if it was like a decade ago, you're still like, oh, this is weird. This, oh, oh I, don't, I don't like this. Uh, no, I don't get that. I am very much a fan of reclaiming spaces that do not categorically do not belong to people nobody (laughs) owns an area or a specific bar or a specific pub the only time that you can actually do that is when it's like their actual house yeah i mean i know that that's all very logical but yeah there's times i go places and i'm like oh oh this isn't this isn't my turf i I shouldn't be here brayhead brayhead shopping center that's that's the one anyway moving swiftly on um, this girl, what's her name? Mary Sue. Mary Sue. With her cute little southern accent. Um, is really good at shuffleboard. Yes. She and Seth is not happy about it. Has tanked him. He wants a rematch. They decide to put a bet on it. What um, is it he says? He's like, these people look up to me. I'm like a god to them. I'm like a god to them. <laughs> All right, okay, so. go chill out. I know. Um, proper god complex. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, this is the start of your cult. We get it, right? It's fine. Um, She decides that if she wins, she wants him to be her partner. Um, She's entered a dance contest for the MTV Nation Spring Break Special, which obviously we know is going to happen because Summer mentioned it before. Oh, I'll see you on MTV Spring Break Special. I forgot Um, about that, actually, that little foreshadowing. Yeah. Then we cut to the spring break special and we've got uh, this really weird scene for like a good 30 seconds of the actual T.I. singing on a diving board. 
Yeah. My right. So this is clearly like a, a bit of a piss take on MTV and MTV Spring Break that they did back in the day. I don't think they do it so much anymore, but this is they kind of do similar stuff with like Ibiza Rocks. Mm. Um so yeah, it's really, it's really funny because the the guy, the presenter guy and the presenter girl aren't actual presenter people yeah, that I know the- of. Because the presenter guy is the guy who's in Scooby Doo, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. if not, it looks really like him. But regardless, mm-hmm. like they're kind of doing this mock of like what people think Spring Break TV shows look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really notice, and this like is a big statement, this is the first time we have seen more than one person who isn't white in the same place. Mm. Like honest, like I don't know why it just like clicked in my brain, but I was like. We never see this many people who aren't white ever, yeah. And I'm here, like I'm here for it. That ne- there needs to be more of it. But I was like, is this like a bit of a? I mean, is it is it clever enough to have, to mean this? But like how in Newport, people who are black or of color aren't there, and that's why we don't see them. Whereas this kind of Miami scene is a bit more of a a mix of people. I don't know. I, I just find it weird that I noticed it. I feel like, given the time frame of this release and given the track history of not great writing, that that is far too much of a nuance to be an actual considered thing like that. I feel like that's a coincident. Is that me wishing that on them thing. rather than them actually thinking that? Possibly. I also noticed no. as well, like. They're, the crowd, when you actually looked at the people in the crowd, were not all young people. Did you notice this? <laughs> I definitely noticed <laughs> So, like, there was this lady who was, like, about 45 who was in the background of one of the scenes, and I was like, what? She's, she's not on the spring break at MTV's spring break special. Do you think that's actually Gillian um, so from Makeup, and they just needed someone to fill the space? Jillian, yeah, get out here. Come on. I feel like they were like, we're going to have this big party scene, like, just everybody invite anybody you want. <laughs> Um, I don't know, it was really strange. Anyway, she's going to cover herself in whipped cream. And put a cherry in her mouth, don't forget the cherry. And he's going to lick it off. And the fastest couple to lick all the whipped cream off and eat the cherry are the winners. Yeah. Um, that's Ryan's- gross. <laughs> yeah, it is really gross. Um, Ryan says an excellent line, which is, I hope Summer hasn't paid her cable bill. Which, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, but Ryan goes off to call Marissa, doesn't he? To basically be like, hey, boo, how is it? Um, and also, can you keep Summer away from the TV? Yeah. Please. Keep- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then this girl is like, oh, they kicked me out of the wet t-shirt contest because they said they weren't real, but they look real and then flashes everyone. And I just find it so funny because like a lot of the time in society, that's, and there's a lot of guys in the background who are like, way. Mm. I love that Ryan's reaction is one of like mild fear rather than like intrigue. He's just like, oh God, oh boobies, put them away. Mm. Ah." Um, And I also love that Marissa is so chill about it. Like she laughs and she's like, that wasn't the Nana, was it? Like, well, she is chill, but then, and then almost immediately after he says, oh, I wish that I was home. And she's like, yeah, I wish you were home too. Uh, 
I didn't even and hear it like, in that mm, tone. Okay. I was just like, this is them like being quite nice and being healthy and being like, you know, stay out of trouble. Like be like, I, I, I got good vibes from it. I liked it. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, Zach is wearing a chef's hat. They are Ugh. having gnocchi. Um, for some reason, he has flour on his face. I am assuming he that he isn't making scratch? the gnocchi from scratch. But That's who a knows? Lot, lot of effort, mate. You can get it super cheap in a packet. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Um, and he decides, despite the fact that they're listening to music already, he decides that he's going to turn the TV on. And I was like, you cannot have two sources of like background noise going on at the same time, Zach. What is wrong with you? Sandy finally meets Bobby. It's tense. Sandy comes in hard, I would say. Like he really comes in hard with the, yeah. well, you know, as a, a criminal defence lawyer, I've got all these friends who are in the FBI and the cops and they offered to run background checks on you. But I told them, no, 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 it's fine. If Sophie Cohen trusts him, then I trust him. But he's doing this whole, like, if you are going to F her over, I am going to find out about it. Don't you worry. It's, like, passive-aggressive, so on the line. Like, because Bobby couldn't turn around and be like, oh, Sandy was a dick or said... Like, he's not said anything. He's actually... What he said is really nice. Like, Mm -hmm. but it's the tone, it's the delivery, it's the fact... What is he says? He's like, my tendency is to be suspicious. I'm working on it, though. Mm. I'm just like... Aren't we all, Sandy? Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good from Sandy. Good from Sandy. Good acting. Um, Margarita's in movies with Marissa and Trey. Yeah, she's brought the notebook. I fucking hate the notebook. Yeah, you say this all the time. Oh, we know. Just, we oh, know. Yeah, there's nothing really much else happens here. She's brought no. films and drinks. Um, Kirsten is cooking. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? She kind of cook. And she's obviously looking around the room being like, oh, is it too much? Like, is it is it obvious that I fancy this person? I'm trying to set up a romantic situation and yeah. decides that the candle is a step too far and blows it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just as Carter walks in the room. Um, he's early. She looks super nervous, though. Yeah, she does like, look she super does nervous. She does look super nervous. Well, no wonder she's invited him into her own home to potentially... Have this like romantic type of evening with him. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, Mary Sue and Seth, back to them. Quick song check. Uh, gorillas, Kids with Guns. What a jam. Really okay. appreciate that. Sneak, sneaking in there. He tries to pull out of the contest. The eating the whipped cream off her same yeah. body. Says that he's lactose intolerant, and which is a good excuse for not entering a whipped cream eating contest, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, but she's like, oh, but my my grandma's bills and I'll have to drop out of college. And he's like, mm, okay. Can I just point out at no point in this whole scenario has Seth even mentioned the fact that... He has a girlfriend. Summer, yeah, and that Summer might be annoyed about this or might be upset about this or not even exactly concerned that she might see this on TV. No. This is exactly the same as what happened in Vegas. And we've talked about this quite a lot in season two, how they like completely throw back to kind of situations that happen pretty much exactly the same in season one. Mm-hmm. And like, are they doing it intentionally? And they're like, oh, people don't learn from their mistakes. Like, what what are they doing? Just come up with new storylines. It's not yeah. hard. Anyway, Ryan is at the bar. He meets Mary Sue's uh, boyfriend and his Bible study buddies. 
Um, and this is where we get this sort of impression that actually Mary Sue is from a very uh, conservative state, very religious background, goes to quite yeah. a religious school, who will throw her out if they find out about the the contest. But also he thinks that he is being cheated on and he is here to... Send him to his maker. Meet, yeah, send someone to meet their maker. There was definitely the line burn in hell uh, thrown in there, which mm-hmm. I don't know why it made me laugh. I was like, yeah, sure. Sex is not mm. a sin, lads. Sex is not a sin. Anyway, Kirsten and Carter finished a bottle of wine before dinner. Now, as two people who clearly drink a lot, one bottle of wine between them on it's an not that stuff, much, that's yeah. not going to be that much. Come on now. Yeah. But whatever. It also, as if she can't open that second bottle of wine after drinking half a bottle of wine, there is right. no way. And then they have this weird moment where they touch hands, like they both put Ugh. their hands on the bottle. And I'm like, why are you both doing that? If you can't open it, give it to him. Why? It doesn't take two of you to open a bottle of wine. No, 100%. This is where I wrote down. I was like, just get on with it. Like, yeah. please just get on with it. I'm so bored of this will they, won't they, mm-hmm. flirtatious BS. Then we cut to Sophie and Sandy, the Nana and Sandy, about to have dinner. Bobby is not there. Bobby is late. He calls. He's not I 100% coming. saw this. See, as soon as um, Sandy and the Nana were sitting down, the two of them, I was like, oh, this is what's happening. Yeah. He's off to the airport. He fakes a, a malpractice case that he's going to disappear until it all blows over. Um, but then, obviously, he's, when she says, "Oh, well, how long do you think until it blows over?" He obviously says, "Bye." Yeah, it's done. <laughs> and she says, "Okay, goodbye." Um, and yeah, Sandy has scared him away, and the nana is not happy about it. She just gets up and walks off, doesn't she? What did you say to him? And, and then she off. just walks off. Marissa and Trey are playing some game where they have to toss coins into a cup. Yeah, they seem pretty pretty drunk drunk. Yeah, they are very drunk. Or she is very drunk at the very least. He suggests they watch a movie. You can tell that she feels a bit awkward about it when they start yeah. watching the movie. And she's like, oh no, let's go and get some air. And... He's like, oh, I'll just get my jacket, but then is not getting his jacket and is taking a a bump of cocaine. Yeah. This, so there's been a couple of times up to this point where we've kind of seen that Trey kind of fancies Marissa. Basically, he has seen her niceness and her friendliness as something more, more. as something sexual, as something relationship-esque, whereas she is just being nice and just being friendly. And I think that's a really, like, especially for what, 2005, 2007, whenever this came out, it's just ridiculous that in 2020 we are having the same conversation yes. and the blame a lot of the time is put on women that women shouldn't lead boys on. And it's like, well, no, boys should understand that people can just be nice to them without wanting to have sex with them. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Um, right. Miami, the contest. We've got some Kaiser Chiefs. We've got some whipped cream. Um <laughs> The contest starts. Seth is licking the cream from the girl. Then we're kind of in Newport and we're in Zach's house and they're talking about the gnocchi and she's like, oh, I love it. And like, I'll have some more. And as Zach goes to get it, she looks at the TV, sees Seth and she doesn't even speak. She's just like, right. And then stands up and smacks the lips on Zach as we would say in Scotland smacks the lips on him 
I think she's just angry. I think that's yes. what that kiss was. She's just angry at um, Seth. Yes, well, we've seen agree. before she has she has anger issues, and instead of shouting about it and being annoyed at Seth, who she should rightly be annoyed at, she tries to seek revenge. I guess by kissing Zach. Yeah, I guess so. Or like a bit of a, um, you've hurt me, so I'll hurt you. Sort of yeah. decision. Yeah. Um, Which isn't fair on Zach. Again, back to our point. Yeah, Zach is fair. treated so badly in this tv show i know i know zach just cannot catch a break here um although to be fair that's probably what he was planning because he did try and set up this whole romantic situation i guess you um, like the gnocchi whatever mm, zach okay zach uh, so yeah the competition ends on stage and seth is victorious i guess Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the Bible Bible basher boys, study buddies turn up and he's like, who are these guys? And Ryan's yep. like, we need to get out of here. <laughs> we need to leave. Let's go. Um, and then we cut to Sandy and the Nana and he's like, I'm sorry, ma. I'm yeah. just looking out for you. And um, I thought this was a really nice moment. I don't know about you. I was like, she kind of admits that she's like, I think I knew all along. I think that's mm-hmm. why I wanted you here. Like... To kind of, you know, see it and point yeah. it out. But she just wants someone to love her. That's, yeah. That's not too much to ask for. And that he should go back to Newport where the sub-person that he loves is, uh, but she should definitely visit him more often. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, but the other thing is, right, the Nana is a hot property. You saw some of the guys at that nursing home we all know that nursing homes or respite care or sheltered housing or whatever you want to call it, they are a hotbed of activity. activity. Yep. Yes. Have you seen um, Grace and Frankie? Yes, I have. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, yeah. guys. Grace and Frankie. It's like halls in uni, but at the other end of your life. Um, so there's no way that Sophie Cohen... Isn't getting it. I agree. If she wants what, it, exactly. Exactly. Should we head over to this awful scene with uh, Kirsten and Carter? Carter thinks it's the best meal he's ever had. She admits that she didn't cook it, she got the meal catered. He says, oh, you could have got away with it. Why did you say now? And she says, oh, I feel like I can't lie to you. And then he and then says, he, oh, <laughs> well, I feel why, like why I can't lie honest? to you. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I almost didn't take the job. Not because I would miss Newport. And then I've just written, no. They kiss. It's, yeah, of course they kiss. We've been waiting for it for like eight episodes now. Like, come on. And then as soon as they kiss, she just goes, good luck with your new job, Carter. So long, yeah. Kirsten. And I'm like, I find this very confusing. So if you want to cheat on your husband or if, you, you know, you're falling in love with somebody else, like these things happen, okay? It's it, shit, but these things happen. I don't understand this build up to this moment for it to just be a kiss and then this immediate like, okay, bye, like this isn't what I want and then yeah. hitting the vodka. Like I don't understand that trajectory because surely if they had that kiss and then she was like, oh no, I'm I'm not, like this isn't what I want, she's not going to just hit the vodka. Like I don't, I don't understand the, traje- the trajectory yeah, of I, her emotions here. I agree. I don't get it either. But also this is the bit. Remember I told you there was a bit where she drinks neat vodka and oh, it makes me yeah. bulk every time. 
Um, this was the bit. I was like, Bleh. when she was down in it, I was like, what's even the point of putting ice in that if you're going to take it like a shot? Bleh. I know. I can't drink straight vodka. It makes me... I had a bad experience with some Glenn's vodka in my youth and it makes me a bit... Mm. Um, um, oh, right. From one awful scene oh. to another. Okay, okay. We can so, do this. We can do this. Come on. Marissa and Trey are on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing about. He picks her up and spins around whatever and she's kind of like at that point is the point where she's like no 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 no, like stop this stop stop it he is obviously fleeing as well like he is clearly which is not an excuse it is not an excuse um but he is clearly like that real ramped up cokehead vibe of being like oh my god you know that feeling when you can do anything oh my god you need to listen to what i'm saying because it's really important like he is definitely that energy and he then um, embraces her and gets her like in a sort of hug type thing and starts to say all this stuff about how, oh, you know, there's more to it. You're not just looking after me. You've been so nice to me. You know, it's more than this. And she clearly says no yeah. several times. And until- she does say like, maybe it's time. We- like, like even before that, she says like, yes. maybe it's time we go. Like she's tried to s- s- risk assess that yeah and it escalates into a physical altercation where she's she starts to actually push him away and he starts to seems to grab her tighter and then obviously things progress from there i mean he he, wrestles her to the ground yes pins her down i mean it's it, it is just horrendous and do you know what I think makes it even worse? I think it's the fact that it's like not even like, yeah, they're on the beach and they're alone and stuff, but it's not like a remote. No, it's place. not like it was like in you his can house. see the yeah. s- the city or the 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 town or whatever in the background, the boardwalk and stuff. Just awful, just absolutely yeah. awful. And I feel like this is why this is obviously why I hate Trey. And like, as soon as I see the character, I'm like, ugh, this guy. It sort of, it almost comes out of the blue. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I guess that that is that is what happens, isn't it? Like you don't expect, yeah. it's not people that you always expect that end up being like this. Um, yeah. I, so. find that, um, I find it really interesting because obviously we spoke about this a couple of episodes ago on the podcast because you were like Trey does something and I don't like him and mm-hmm. I like and we talked about it off offline as well and you never explicitly told me what he does but it's so interesting that just by your tone I knew I was like I know it's going to be something along this mm. line um and that kind of like visceral reaction to something is like really apparent I think mm-hmm. um I, do, I want to make this really clear. I do not want to make excuses for Trey in any way, shape, form or manner. Like sexual abuse is horrific in every sense. No woman ever asked for it. No man ever asked for it. What Trey did is wrong, period. The reaction he has afterwards when she runs away and he the phone's ringing because Ryan's calling and he is clearly like, oh no, what have I done? I find really interesting because I think particularly for men um, there's a real like rape and sexual abuse is wrong I've said it before I'm not making an excuse by any means but I think there's a very 
misjudged idea that men who do those things are inherently bad and they are bad guys and they're out to do something bad and I find this really interesting because in his mind I don't think he was intent on going out to do anything bad I don't think he was intent on by his reaction afterwards being like oh my god what have I done it's just really interesting that that kind of there's no black and white in these situations that is not at all how I read that scenario I think there has been some quite predatory behavior from him the looking at her longingly several times the you know getting that getting them into a situation where she was drunk yeah um that sort of scenario the let's watch a movie together I think that's all quite predatory and shows a you know some form of intent to progress things on his part Um, I also feel like the ending of him being like looking at the phone and stuff is not so much I didn't read that as oh no what have I done I've read that as um, very much a a selfish sort of I've messed this up for me in terms of Ryan's never going to speak to me again not what I have done is bad oh really it was I felt like it was more of a obviously Ryan's not going to talk to me anymore I've definitely effed up my life again type thing but not from a place of regret for Marissa and for what happened there like that's how I interpreted that scenario but we like we we hold the OC to account on a lot of a lot of issues and I think like bringing this conversation of consent up at this time with that audience with that age group with that demographic is so important and obviously I don't I don't know what happens next I've not watched the next episode but I think even now that we are having these conversations is so important and again it all comes back to education and it's that education level of teaching men and women but predominantly men um like what is right what is wrong what is consent what is not consent what like like explaining that and understanding that from an early age particularly in your teenage years is yeah, so important i would i definitely agree with that being important i i'm gonna wait until the next episode and the episode after and see how this pans out because just having an incident like this is not an education on consent or not consent no. it depends it entirely depends on how they now deal with the fallout of this situation whether it becomes an educational experience or not and I can't actually remember what happened so I don't want to to say I think there's a lot of times where things are shown on tv and people can excuse things by saying a whole myriad of of different sort of reasons why like oh it's educational or oh it's meant to be teaching you a lesson about this or oh it's historically accurate or oh whatever but the fact of the matter is it's not actually educational unless you are very explicit about what happens after and you deal with the consequences in a way that is showing that you know a that was wrong b you know all these things that happened to him as a result um you know are serve as a warning story to young men 
it, it, it depends on what they now do with it. The the yeah. action itself being shown is not an is not. I don't feel as as bringing a an educational conversation to the table in the same way that not everybody learns from their own actions. You know, you 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 can't say I don't know. Like if you got run over in the street, the first thing that you would say to somebody in hospital is, "Oh well, that was a learning thing for you." <laughs> You know, it's not about the action in itself. It's about the consequences. It's about the fallout. It's about the, the, the time to process that and how it's processed, not the actual event itself. And I think that's the same for when you show things on television. And I think sometimes this is where, you know, TV shows can come under fire if you don't handle things in the right way. And then other TV shows are highly lauded for handling things in the right way. Just having the action itself is not enough. It needs to be the the stuff that goes around it that, that makes it either educational or not educational. Yeah. If it's too open to interpretation, then there's nothing to say that, you know, different people aren't going to take different lessons from that. And that's, yeah. it's not good enough really, to be honest. But yeah. Yeah. The conversations around consent, even now, like I feel I've learned a lot about consent and what consent means and how it should be addressed now as as an adult and there's definitely things I look back on in like my teenage and early 20s that I'm like whoa that was that was maybe not as consensual as as I thought it was in the well, moment or and I find that an interesting conversation as well but this is exactly the point so if that was a, a lesson on consent how many thousands of people watched those see back in this time and yet that wasn't, do you know what I mean? That's not a, yeah. a conversation that was, the. It, it, it almost in a way, it could potentially, depending again on how they deal with it in the next few episodes, could potentially be a normalisation of that kind yeah. of behaviour. It could be young girls seeing that and being like, oh, well, that's what boys, boys do when they fancy you that. and they get a bit yeah. drunk. Like, so I, I think how we move on from here will be the, the defining factor into whether this is... Dealt with well. A problematic representation of what has happened or whether it's dealt with well, yeah, as you say. Agreed. Well, lots to lots to happen next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, not going to lie, I'm not optimistic that they're going to deal with it well. I'm not optimistic. Yeah. Time will tell. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about it next week. I, th- I feel we've kind of set up what will happen in the future enough. That, to be honest, yeah. that's, that's a key thing we want to know about, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Listener of the week. This week's a good one. I love this listener of the week. I was going to say, you can hear it in your nananas that you're excited about. I love her. It's the only thing I've ever seen her say. One comment, and I was like, I love this girl. Yes. Um, so we are on Twitter and Instagram at Never Seen the OC. You are welcome to follow us, chat to us, you know, just slide into our DMs, comment on the podcast, comment on our posts we like it it's one of our favorite things to do and that is what this week's listener of the week has done we posted a gif of seth with his bloody daisy from last week trying to sweeten up um summer uh, saying sweet or just stop being an aubergine emoji and you wouldn't have to apologize all the time mm. and carrie lee smith who is our listener of the week this week replied saying he needs to stop being a wee fud <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laughed so 
much in this. In fact, the first thing that I did was text Heather immediately being like, I love this girl. Like, whoever this is, I love this girl. The best comment I've ever seen in my life. And then I went yeah. on to Twitter to tell her it was the best comment we've ever seen. And if you know anything about Twitter and my use of Twitter for personal reasons, I barely ever tweet from my personal account. No. I am a tweeter. But not for a personal, from a personal account. So it was very unusual for me to actually take the time to go into the other accounts, down to my personal <laughs> one, and to find the comment and then be like, this is the greatest thing that anyone's ever said to us. It was great. Thanks, it was Kylie. Good. Really it appreciate was good. it. And we also, uh, Kylie, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but I'm sure you feel the same. We very much agree with your statement. He does yes. need to stop being a wee FUD. Yes, agree. Uh, in case you are not Scottish, FUD means vagina. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Another lesson in Scottish language. Today. <laughs> uh, just quickly before we go, we have actually decided that we are going to do a live episode for the season two finale. Um, so keep an eye on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Never Seen the OC, where we'll be posting more information about this very, very, very soon. Okay. Yeah, fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs>